who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And this is your mini episode for the it's week. It's the mini. And we're back together. We're back together. It's always weird when we record long distance. I don't like so it. sorry about that, you guys. Yeah. And if you guys are just tuning in, this is the mini episode is where we tell you what's going on in the news. We're going to do some more serious stuff we always try to end on a positive note oh i I forgot we used to we used to lately everything's been awful it was so funny because like last week we were like do you have anything good do you have anything good and my mom was listening and she was like well that just made it seem like you didn't have anything good to talk about and i was like no i mean good isn't like happy she's like well that's just my one criticism (laughs) okay mom (laughs) do we have anything happy to talk about i have one thing that's a little bit uplifting um you know, again, I've said this before on on the show, like, sometimes it, we are swamped with things yeah. from the news, and sometimes we are struggling to find stories. This week, we were pretty swamped. And um, so, okay, let's just jump right in, try and get this in, in 30 minutes or less. Probably we won't happen. We got this. But we we're can try. do it. So, as all of you know... We are still reeling. The country is still reeling. Yes. Um, from the shooting that happened in Pittsburgh over mm-hmm. the weekend, there was a shooting in a synagogue on um, at the Saturday, Tree, of, Tree right? of Life Congregation Synagogue, I think on Saturday. Yeah. I believe Saturday morning. Yeah. 11 people were killed and four police officers were wounded after a gunman opened fire, like you said, at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. Uh, they put Robert Bowers into custody, and he faces 29 counts of federal charges, 11 counts of obstruction of exercise of religious beliefs, resulting in death. And Robert Bowers, um, he is a 46-year-old long-haul trucker, and he was charged late Saturday with um, yeah, 29 counts, mm-hmm. including hate crimes. He had posted anti-Semitic rants on social media, including Gab which is a fringe website that's favored by white nationalists. I believe oh. that this website 
was also featured um, a couple of years ago, maybe right after the election, uh, by Fox News as of being it was. well because it was a proponent of free speech. Of course, uh, by the right, like uh, it's so great that like they're exercising their free speech. But I know they really need it. They are very <laughs> beloved by white nationalists. Yeah, and he had made posts on that website. Um, yeah, the gunman was armed with an assault rifle and at least three handguns. <sighs> yeah, and he had said previously that he did not vote. So, and this is what the White House is clinging to, that he did not vote for Donald Trump because Donald Trump was too easy on the Jews. Oh, wow. Right. However, oh. um, he did say that he had authored something on social media that he accused the organization HIAS, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, of bringing, quote, invaders in that kill our people. Guessing he means white people. All of these news organizations are like, well, we're not sure exactly what he meant by that. And I'm like, of course he meant white people. Yeah. Um, and that, Our people. And that he also wrote a number of conspiracy theories uh, and his opposition and his opposition to the migrant caravan. So you can say that he was not a supporter of Trump because he didn't vote for Trump, right? You can say that he didn't, you know, he didn't vote for Trump but because... But he didn't vote because he's too easy on Jewish Jew, people. On Jewish people. And... What the fuck? So you can say that, and you can say... Because that's what they're clinging to. The right is clinging to that he was not a Trump supporter. They're distancing themselves from him, saying that he wasn't one of them. Yeah. However, he is upset because he had an opposition to migrants. Yeah. Listen to the rhetoric coming out of the Trump administration. It's exactly what he's saying. Yes. Yes. And it's very hateful. Yeah. And he is stoking the flames of fear amongst these people. Yeah. And obviously, clearly, anytime something like this happens, it's very clear there's something wrong with this person. He's not a stable human being. No. However... Hate is not a mental illness. It is not. He might have a mental illness in addition to just being a fucking hateful person, or he might have a mental illness that exacerbates his pre-existing beliefs. Or he just could just be a really fucking hateful person. Or he person. could just be a shitty person. Yeah. The Anti-Defamation League, a leading Jewish group, believes this is the deadliest attack on Jewish on the Jewish community in U.S. history. Eleven people. Yeah. Eleven. And I will go through all those eleven people. Yeah, and it's really upsetting that, like, the first thing, first of all, it took Trump forever to say anything, as it has, as oh, it has. yeah. And then the first fucking thing to come out of his mouth is that if they had had someone who was armed, it would have stopped this. Yep, exactly. He said he appeared to place blame on on the synagogue officials, saying this could have been prevented if they had an armed security guard. And when asked if his administration needed to reevaluate gun regulations, Trump said gun regulation has little to do with it. He instead brought up capital punishment, saying these res- that those responsible should receive the death penalty. All right. You know what? It's really starting to... Not starting to. Any of you who have listened to this podcast from the yeah. beginning have heard me talk about this over and over. It's not starting to bother me. It has bothered me. It will yeah. continue to bother me. And... At this point, it's just making me feel really helpless but and frustrated. It is more than capital punishment. You, They're bending over backwards not to say what we all know is true, which is that the face of domestic terrorism in this country are white nationalists. 
That's yeah. the face of domestic terrorism in this country. Yes. And nothing will change in this country. Of course, I want stronger gun laws. We've had that conversation. Right. But, like, nothing will change in this country until we start referring to white nationalists as, as fucking terrorists. Because that's what they are. They're terrorists. Yeah. And we've had three instances, and I, I will talk about the other one, which we also talked about last week with the bombings, but we have had, or uh, bomb threats, we have had three instances of white nationalism terror. Yeah. In a week. Yeah. So I don't understand why we can't just fucking call a spade a spade. Yeah. Say that because these people who have these beliefs. Because Trump can't say that. Because he if won't he were to it. say it because those are the people that he needs for the next election. Well, and that's the frustrating thing with Trump is that the most frustrating thing is that as much as I hate him and like as much as I hate him, I want him to be a better leader because yeah. the point of it is he is approaching and has approached this presidency as if he is leading only the segment of the population that he likes. Oh, definitely. He is not the leader of every man, woman, and child in this country. And that's what he needs to be. He should have come out immediately. Yeah. With, you know, standing with the Jewish community over something that is understandably Instead heartbreaking. of blaming, placing blame on somebody. And I, I hate when people use the argument of, like, we need to use guns against guns. Like, that just bothers me so much. And I completely agree. It, it should have been a, a more solemn, understanding, sympathetic response than the right. one that he gave. Instead of placing blame on things. Because it's, that's that's such a childish way of going about things. And he did finally go to the synagogue, but from everything I've read, it took Ivanka and Jared Kushner, because they're Jewish, it took them basically forcing him to go. Yeah. Which is... 11 people fucking died. Like, yeah. that's the thing. I'm just like... 11 people... That's and, your job. And it's it's your job, and also, I think we, not only in the White House or whatever, but I think we as a country need to have the conversation around anti-Semitism. Definitely. And that it has been a worldwide problem uh-huh. forever. Forever. And it has been a, a nationwide problem since the since the start of this nation. Exactly. So um, to, to, we like to kind of, well, we don't like to, but I think oftentimes it's easy to close our eyes and ears to that, but it has always existed. This yeah. is not something new. Um and it's dangerous and it's scary. Yeah. Can I talk a little bit about the victims? Yes. All right. Melvin Wax, he wrote to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for a column on random acts of kindness. He's our first victim. The second is Daniel Stein, who was a family man with a newborn grandson. Joyce Feinberg worked at the Learning Research and Development Center from 1983 to 2008 as a research specialist. I think it's Cecil, Cecil, Cecil Cecil and David Rosenthal. They were brothers and they were members of Best Buddies, a nonprofit group to enhance the lives of people with disabilities by pairing them with friends. Jerry Rabinowitz, who is a doctor of family medicine. Rose Malinger, who was 97. The pictures of her are so precious. She was, how everybody described her, just young at heart. She was the oldest in the room, but she was always the youngest. Richard Gottfried. A dentist who started his practice with his wife in 1984. Bernice and Sylvan Simon, known as Syl and Bernice, they were together for 53 years, and Bernice liked to bake cranberry bread, and they had a pug named Max. Irving Younger ran a real estate company and was very passionate about his faith. 
So those are our victims. And I believe that it's very important to remember each and every one of them. And the reason that I wanted to say something below their names is to humanize them, to see that these are not just 11 people. These are people with lives and who have done great things. And um, they need to be remembered as as fully realized people and not just a statistic or a name. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so on that note, we will move on to something else that's... So last week we kind of talked about the, and I want to give a bit of a corrections corner here, I don't think that Trump had a rally following Hillary Clinton receiving that bomb. Oh, did Um, you know he played happy at something like after after this happened and Pharrell was like, nuh-uh. Yeah, you can't use that. Um, But... So the the person who was sending these bombs, and like we said last week, uh, one was sent to the Clintons, one yeah. was sent to Maxine Waters, one to the Obamas, etc. Um, he has been found, they believe. His name is Caesar Sayuk, I think is uh-huh. how you say his last name, S-A-Y-O-C. And this guy is another interesting guy. This motherfucker. Have you seen his van? No. His van is covered in... People were taking pictures of it uh, before this and posting it on social media because people were like, ah, this fucking guy. Because his van, his, uh, van is literally covered. All the windows, fucking the, like, bumpers, all that shit is covered in Trump propaganda. Hey! All of it. Including pictures of Hillary Clinton in crosshairs. Hey! Yeah, like, every kind of... Awful um, Trump propaganda. Super far-right propaganda that you can think of was littering this thing. Wow. Um, so that should give you a pretty good inclination That's of his That's who views. this guy is. And, of course, people on the right are continuing to say that they think that this is a false flag, that the left, that the Democrats have done this. Going so far as to say, I think Put it was— Put stickers on his van? Well, I think Rush Limbaugh— I think it was Rush Limbaugh went so far as to be like, look at none of these stickers are um, weather worn or sun faded. So that means that they were just put on right now. They think that the liberals are like, let's stick Trump stickers on his van. And it's a a conspiracy. And that um, right wing people didn't do this. Left wing people did this to stoke their base for the election. That's what. People on the right are saying. What the fuck? No, it's real fucked up. It's really fucked up. Um, so he was a proud uh, Trump supporter. Clearly. he has. There's a Facebook video that shows him with his MAGA hat on at a Trump rally. He liked to post lots of memes about liberals on his page. And... Sorry, hold on. It's okay. He also declared himself to his former boss that he was a white supremacist, as I said. Oh. Fucking white supremacist. Good. Um, and that he disliked lesbians like her and other minorities should be put on an island. Like her? Um, I guess his, his former boss was a lesbian. Oh, mm-hmm. good. And though he liked her, she would be the first person uh, he would burn. Oh yeah, so he his, sounds great. His lawyer Let's invite him to a party. His lawyer is saying that he um, has a lack of comprehension of reality, which I again I don't doubt. I don't doubt. However, yeah. this kind of mental illness it doesn't exist in a vacuum, no. and it's definitely perpetrated by or perpetu- sorry perpetuated by our president constantly 
stoking these flames. Yeah. So there's that. And it should also be said that although I'm pretty sure he's trying to now claim or his lawyer is trying to now claim that he was just trying to scare them and that these bombs were not real, they were real bombs. Yeah. They were just shittily put together. He's just bad at this is basically all it was. So there's that. Um, I have one more bad thing before we go on to good things. Good. (laughs) Ready? Ready. Okay. So today, Trump said that he wants to sign an executive order ending birthright citizenship. Hmm. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah, which would be our 14th Amendment. So it'd be for babies of non-citizens born on U.S. soil, which is fucked up. They're born in America. Yeah, babies of anyone who was born of a, like, first-generation immigrant, essentially. Seriously. Um, Wow, that's a lot of people I know. Yeah. It says, most citizens are taught early in their education that birthright citizenship is immutable, undisputed right, explicitly granted by the Constitution. But it turns out birthright citizenship may not be a constitutional right. The Citizenship Clause of the 14th Amendment, enacted in 1868, reads, all persons born or uh, naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the states wherein they reside. So a lot of people have said... That this cannot be, um, and again, eradicated, and yes, because it's it's part of the Constitution, right? Again, though, this just happened today. Part of his job to like make like obtain the Constitution, and well, this just happened today. So I don't, and I'm not a political person. Yeah, me neither. So I don't know all the details of this. Yeah. However, I do have some friends who are lawyers and constitutional lawyers. Uh huh. And. While they didn't say that it's like, yeah, he can for sure do this, they did say it might not be impossible. Right. So just something to keep your eye on. Most likely he's just saying this to try and um, rally up his, rile up his I mean, I hope that's all it is. I'm, I'm assuming that that's probably what this is right before Election Day. It's a week away from Election Day. My assumption is that... He's trying to just spew this rhetoric to yeah. try and um, stoke the flames of right. hatred. Um, but it is also something to keep an eye on. This is what happens when the Supreme Court and other high courts are super right-leaning. Yeah. It becomes a much scarier situation. So that's a lot of people. A lot of people in this country are first-generation Americans. Yeah. Uh, birthright citizens. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Something good? Please, Keegan, please. Okay, so, Ben and Jerry's. Yay! Good old Ben and Jerry's. Who doesn't like ice cream? Everyone I likes love ice cream, ice right? Cream. Unless you're lactose intolerant, in which case, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. This, this is not for, for you. you. Also, this flavor is not for you if you're allergic to nuts. Again, my apologies. But, so Ben and Jerry's... <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> ...has launched... I know. I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> ben and Jerry's has launched a new flavor called Pecan Resist. <gasps> ben and Jerry's, as you know, they always fist in the air. Yeah, they always make flavors that are. Um, they've been associated with political causes forever. Yeah, if this is news to you, I spent some time on Ben and Jerry's Facebook today reading comments of people Love being it. like, "I'm never eating Ben and Jerry's again." And it's that's like, fucking fine. Yeah, first of all, goodbye. Secondly, it's not new information. Yeah, <laughs> well, not- it's people. It's it's people who haven't looked into any of yeah. that in the past. Um. So the press release explains it's a. Movement to lick in justice and champion those fighting to create a more just and equitable nation for us all. Yay. It is also an ice cream flavor. According, <laughs> it is also, 
an ice cream flavor. <laughs> According to the Ben and Jerry's website, the resistance tastes like chocolate ice cream with white and dark fudge, fudge chunks, pecans, walnuts, and fudge covered, covered almonds. Alongside yeah. all those nutty chunks, this pipe <laughs> packs a powerful message under its lid. It says, together we can build a more just and equitable tomorrow. The website copy explains, we can peacefully resist the Trump administration's regressive and discriminatory policies and build a future that values inclusivity, uh, equality, and justice for people of color, women, the LGBTQ community, refugees, and immigrants. Ben and Jerry. I know. Ben and Jerry's. Specifically, Pecan Resist is a movement, not the flavor. Will uh, the movement, not the flavor, will be supporting four different organizations that Ben and Jerry's identifies as working on the front lines of the peaceful resistance. Um, and those organizations are Color of Change, which focuses on racial justice, Honor the Earth, works to raise awareness and support for uh, Native environmental issues. Women's March aims to harness the power of diverse women to affect social change, and NIDA is a media platform amplifying the voices of people of color living along the Texas-Mexico border. Ben and Jerry's will be donating twenty-five thousand to each organization. The company is also yes. urging fans to speak out against the Trump administration's socially regressive policies. And presents the option to take action now by signing up for emails from the partner organizations. Yay! Ben and Jerry's. I love you, man. Kicking ass. Taking names. Kicking ass. Taking names. Giving me excuses to eat ice cream. Yes. So stoked. All day, every day. Do we have any listener mail to do this week? We haven't really gone through that really the long only, one to go that's through. That's the only one we have, and I have not had time yeah, to it Yeah, we had a really, really lovely email that we've, we kind of have to dissect a little bit and, and go through. It's very, very long, but, but also very moving. But if you are listening and you sent us an email about um, ableist language. Oh, it's so good. We got it, and we, we will are be not ignoring you. No. We will definitely talk about it. Uh, thank you so much for sending it in. If yes. you feel forgotten, you have not been forgotten. Not at you all. You just haven't gotten around to really taking a close look and kind of dissecting that um dissecting that email but thank you so much for sending it to us yeah and you guys please continue to be sending stuff in we haven't gotten a whole lot of activity this week we really really love hearing from you if you guys have any sort of thoughts on any of the episodes that we've done particularly with this episode if there's anything that you want to talk about or that you want to share with us uh, we're always willing to hear if you want to send us in your sister solidarity stories if you want to send us in your coming out stories, if you want to send us in your sexual assault stories, anything that we talked about on the show, we want to continue to have a conversation with you guys about. Yes. And here. also, I want to also say, um, I did get on our Twitter, and I know that some of the things that were sent to us were in, I'm guessing, Portuguese. It was in a foreign language. Oh. And um, there were people telling us that we should check it out. Um there is something going on in Brazil right now. Okay. They, there is a political candidate or a new president. Um, I need to take a closer look at that. But yeah. again, along with what we just said about the email we received, right. I hadn't checked our, our Twitter until today. Yeah. So um, you are we, seen. we are not ignoring you. Yeah. And I have done a little bit of reading on that. Okay. And I'll be it, sure to do some too then. It is very scary. Yeah. And so I want you to know that like we see you. Uh, we hear you. We stand with you. We will be looking into that, yes. and we will talk about it the next episode. Great. Uh, 
because I know it's I know it's scary and I don't want you to feel like we're ignoring you. Yeah, let's definitely touch on on those two uh, emails and messages the next episode. I think that'd be really important. So, um, yeah, you guys, if you want to send us anything, feel free to email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. That's where it's at, at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can contact us. Ooh, I like burped as I was talking. Mm-hmm. You can contact us on Twitter at Yamf Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. Thank you, Keegan Winfield. Oh, we have a Facebook group and we have a business page that is confusing as fuck. But you can check us out there, too. Um, Don't forget to rate and review. We've gotten some new reviews uh, over the last couple of weeks. Love it. And... It's just, it warms my heart so much to see. And I love, you know, creating little graphics for reviews day Tuesday Keegan for you guys. Keegan kills it. Keegan does most of, like, the graphics that you see that we post. And it, it makes me fun. so happy. It's fun. I enjoy it. So I want to learn how to do it. I really love all the stuff that you come up with. Yeah, I'll, so show you, I'll show you what I use. Please do. So, you guys, thank you so much for sending us in your most recent reviews and everything. If you haven't done it, please do it. I know that it's it can be a pain in the ass and you're sick of hearing us. I uh, encourage you to do so, but it's really, really helpful to us, and it really means a lot. So do that. Be sure to tell any of your friends or family about us if you think that they would be interested. We really love hearing that you guys will listen with your friends or with your families and things like that. I think that's really great. Um, do you have anything else to share? That's all I have. This is our this shortest, is shortest episode ever. We got because I think because we thought it was going to be longer, so we were like, "Let's we get like, through it." We have it. so much to talk about. Let's speed through all of this Ugh. terrible stuff. And also, I do want to say, you know, I enjoy doing these episodes. I was talking to Anthony today about how I would not be as politically engaged if it weren't if it were not for us doing this. I wouldn't be as aware of the things that are going on in the world. So I'm very yeah. grateful for that. But it is you draining. know it is draining. It does take a toll on you, and especially whenever. The news is so bad. Yeah. Um, as it has been. You know, we didn't even talk. I said that there were three instances of of, right. of white nationalism. There was another one, which I'll just say really fast. There was one in Atlanta where a white man tried to get into a black church, couldn't get into a black church with his gun, and instead went into a Kroger and shot two black people. Um, and he was also a white nationalist. So it can be very heavy and very um, hard for us. So... If it feels like we're kind of, like, rushing through these. Yeah, it's not because we don't care. It's just because we we do have, you know, we put ourselves on time restraints. And I think that if we were to linger too much, we it would be a sobbing episode every single time. Yeah. Like, it is, it is hard for me to to maintain my emotions doing this sometimes. Yeah. So, you guys, keeping that in mind, this is the last mini episode until midterms midterms vote vote please vote. please please get out and vote even please if do. you think i had a friend say recently that it doesn't matter because we're in california um nope, it's it, it does matter matters. please go please vote um if if not just for your communities also just vote for the numbers just vote yeah. so that we have the numbers okay yeah. so let's make so this just do like that. one of the best midterms we've ever yeah. had yes please it's so important you guys and i know that you've been hearing it a lot from us and from other people but it we wouldn't be encouraging you so much if it wasn't so important so we know you guys are on your shit for the most part so just reminding you again Um, I guess with that being said, we encourage you to To raise on. on. Bye. Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? 
Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? <laughs> Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy, or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.